All right. So the name of the podcast is Application to Admission. I want it to be HBC versus PWIs, but you know, you think that's a little bit too too aggressive. And I, you know, I don't want to be aggressive. I want to make sure that I I treat your your your, your brother, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. right. You know, I don't come off too too militant. Even though Martin was a real militant man, he has some he has some really positive stances on a lot of things that people you know, have diluted his message through this holiday and all that, but that's a whole nother uh, episode. Welcome back to the Application to Admission podcast. I'm Shereem Herndon Brown, the co-author of the College Admissions Guide to uh, the, ooh, the Black Police. Hey, hey, did, you, did you write it? Did you write I it? I did. I did. Oh, write okay, it. okay. I, I just I had to make sure. <laughs> I had to make sure. You know. Believe me, I look at it every day, every day. But um. Really, really excited to be here. For those of you who are newcomers to our podcast, please share, subscribe, um, you know, yeah, give it to a friend. We are really, uh, my co-author, that other guy over there, uh, Timothy L. Fields, a senior associate dean of admission at Emory University. We're really trying to educate people um, about the college admission process, given our unique perspectives, uh, maybe entertain you a little bit. I will allow people to poke fun at me, but only because I have your ear. But most importantly, we appreciate you for being um listeners and, and and knowing that this is a medium that we can share but more importantly educate people about the college mission process so enough about all that intro stuff tim how are you feeling today sir i am doing great see the light at the end of the tunnel uh i think summer is on its way um you know next week i'm dropping my kids off in texas for months uh so yeah think th things are looking up on this side things are, <laughs> things looking, are up. looking up well uh you have you know two fewer kids than i do so uh, I, I got more than you to, to think about this summer, so we won't even get into that because we have a very special guest who has going to talk to talk to us about her parenting styles, particularly around college admission. Um, we're really, really honored to have uh, our guest with us today. Yes, I'm teasing it out a little bit. Tim's going to do the official bio read, but again, we're longtime fans and uh, appreciators of her work. So Tim, you give the people the, the, our special guest of today. I, I mean... You know, I always say I'm excited, but today I, I really am for several reasons. Uh, we are lucky enough to have the chief experience office for, for NACAC on with us, Chantel Goodman-Luckett. And so what we can go through all of her, you know, accomplishments. She's worked in marketing. She's worked with data analytics. She's worked in education. She's worked in operations, just across the field in many uh, different areas. And, you know, she also, you know, has a wealth of experience um, in many different areas that we're going to highlight, but that is not who she is. Who, who she is is somebody who loves to give back to the community, working with the Right to Read program. Uh, she enjoys taking long walks. Uh, she is from Virginia with the Virginia Commonwealth. She is a member of Delta Sigma Theta. So I'll, rude. Just, I'll, I'll be I'll, low key. Normally I start barking and everybody gets all excited, but I'm going to keep it low today. I thought you were going to let me talk. I thought you were going to let me talk. Uh, uh, you know, I because, thought so too. Because my birthday is January 13th. I think that matters. Oh, more wow. Super. See, there we go. Um, but you yeah, know, she, don't, don't get soft on me. We did. We just okay. started now. <laughs> you're, you're in the company of, please, for, for okay. the, 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 the optics, the optics. Yeah. Um, but she went on and got her uh, MBA from Johns Hopkins in uh, Baltimore. Uh, she's done some, uh, you know, work. She's done uh, some work with Darden, the business school at UVA, Wharton. I can go on and on. Uh, but most importantly, she is a mother. 
And, you know, very proudly, she's a mother who goes to Spelman College. Imagine that, Sharif Spelman College. Yeah, I hear about that school right, a right lot. Right across the street from Morehouse. And so, yes. uh, you know, we are excited to talk to her, obviously, about her professional experiences, uh, but, you know, also just about what, you know, you know, her path was as far as she and her daughter and her family going through this process as far as applying to admission, uh, you know, going through that process, but also kind of how it, you know, aligns with the work she does at NACAC. So Chantel, all that to say, we are happy you were here and welcome to the Application to Admission podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you both. Well, one, one of the reasons we are really pumped to, to talk to you is because, again, you having the 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 overview, the aerial view of so much of our of our um, profession, what have been some? I'm just curious. Yes, this is going a little bit off script, but what have been some of the highlights of being in your role recently? You know, in, in such a senior leadership role at NACAC, what are some of the things you're most proud of the organization as we kind of wind down the, the 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 school year and cycle? Well, I would say. Um... When I first arrived at NACAC, I spoke to a number of, excuse me, of members, um, NACAC members, and I, I wanted to get their perspective. Like, where do you think NACAC can, you know, improve? What do you need from NACAC that you're not getting? That kind of thing. Um, and I think because Angel Perez, our CEO, was new, I think folks were just like, they didn't know where things were gonna end up going right like there's just so much newness happening we're coming out of a pandemic all of that kind of stuff and they're you know they're they're dealing with their own challenges um personally and professionally I would say um for me because I so let me let me back up so as the CXO I think right now there's probably like four or five CXOs uh on college campuses right they are responsible for um, retaining, recruiting and retaining students, student affairs, marketing. I think they're involved in all of that. That's basically me here at NACAC for an association. So when people say like, what do you do? Um, I have oversight of our membership experience team, events and meetings, sales and marketing. But at the end of the day, for me, it is, I'm looking at everything through the lens of, um, of a member. What it what does it look like feel like when they call NACAC when they email NACAC how do we respond um, what is the conference experience like what is the college fair experience like um, it's everything it's it's also um, you know I don't have oversight of education and training but I'm very much involved in what we're doing because it impacts our members so I would say um, I think that the, the the changes that we have made just in terms of the relationship that NACAC has with our members, I think there is a lot more uh, transparency and we have received that that feedback that, that thank you for, for like letting us see like like in the, you know, like, like letting, giving us a um, a bird's eye view as to, as to what Angel is thinking and what our board is thinking. I mean, we're sending out communications now after every board meeting to our members to let them know here are the things that were discussed and were dis decided, et cetera. Um, we're reimagining our college fairs. So we're we're sprinkling in um, more experiences there. Like in New York, we had a silent disco for the students. We're bringing in mascots from some of the professional sports teams to, to welcome the students, just some things like that. Um, 
I'm proud of the fact that it is easier now for you to become a NACAC member. Um, I, it's funny because when I interviewed with, with Angel and, you know, I accepted the role, I said to him, I said, you know, I was playing around on the website and I was pretending that I wanted to, you know, to be, um, to uh, become a member. And I said, it was kind of difficult. <laughs> he said, yes, welcome to NACAC. So in, in terms of, yes, this is one of the things we want you and your team to tackle. So that's a much smoother process. Um, so I'm really proud about that. And just, I think also the hires, the, the, the folks that we have brought into the organization, um, you know, we are uh, six months ago now, maybe nine, uh, Dr. John Holloman joined us. Um, we've been talking about DEI. We've been talking about supporting HBCUs. Um, and now John is here um, and that is his focus. One of his major focuses is, uh, is HBCUs and our engagement with them. So I, I could go on and on. I'm, I'm really proud to, to work here. And also the, the, the stuff we've done with, uh, with school counselors, with public school counselors. So we had an ad hoc committee um, a year and a half ago. They came back to us. They said, you know, we want um, to, we need NACAC to advocate for us. Um, we, you know, need help with, in terms of funding, like conference attendance, things like that. So those are the things that we are addressing. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the feedback that I'm getting, I think the feedback that that others across the organization, and I know Angel is getting, is that um, we feel seen. The members feel seen. And I'm I'm very proud of that. Yeah, thank you. And just uh, for those of uh, you who are listening who aren't kind of wrapped up in this kind of higher education NACAC world, NACAC is the National Association for College admission counseling. So any uh, body throughout the country, public independent school who's working on the high school side and, and you know, helping people, uh, you know, apply to college or the college side doing the recruitment. Uh, we also have international membership. So we really just want to are the public uh, facing body to help make sure that, you know, anybody going through this process, you know, you know, has, you know, support throughout it, you know, being in training, uh, being, you know, accreditation, uh, so that you are getting the best advice. And so, you know, Chantel is uh, the chief experience officer with them. And as she just highlighted, you know, really provides the experience in which the members have, but also support as far as all the students and uh, others that go throughout uh, the process. Uh, switching gears a little bit, Chantel, can you talk about your educational journey? Uh, you say you came from a small farm town in Virginia and you then went to D.C., um, so could you just talk about that educational journey and what led you to kind of VCU and then on your educational path? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in Powhatan, Virginia, um, on a small farm. Um, I I definitely remember us having cows because my dad just recently sold the last of them. Um, but I know we had like pigs and other animals. I just vaguely remember those because I was much smaller. But my my parents grew everything, you know, green peas and lima beans, and we had fruit trees. And my mom canned grape jelly and apples apples for applesauce, and yeah, it was pretty amazing. But I didn't know how amazing it was until I moved away. So did you did you go have to go have to push the hens off the eggs to get them? Or that, that was we we didn't have hens. I don't remember us having chickens and hens and stuff like that. But uh. But I do remember as a kid, like 
feeding a calf before. I do remember that. So <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I went to um, a small high school in the, you know, in the town. Um, it's interesting. Like I, when I, I look at my, my role and where I'm sitting and as I'm talking to our members, specifically public school counselors, I'm looking at things through my lens as a student, right? Mm -hmm. Because our school counselor um, was not a college counselor. It was the, it, it, and they were called guidance counselors back then, right? right. Which, um, so the college conversation happened very late. I, I just remember being on the phone with one of my girlfriends and she's like, I'm going to go to UCLA. I'm like, I think I'm going to go to NYU. But like, no one talked to us about what you needed to do to get to those schools, right? Um, and, you know, it, it, for me, it, it's, I don't want to say there wasn't an experience in terms of just that college admission piece, but um, I did notice there was this other group of students who happened to be white students who I knew they had stuff going on. Like there was, there were conversations happening and I always felt like, like, what are they doing? Like what, right? But no one ever had those conversations with me. I will say that. Um, I went to VCU because that's what I could afford. So my parents helped uh, with the, I did my applications. I did, I, I handled all of that. Um, and my, my parents didn't go to college. And so I ended up going to VCU, um, and I wouldn't change a thing. I always say like your experience in college is, is your experience, what you make it right. I don't care where you go. I don't care where you end up. Um, but VCU is, so going from that small town where you're either white or you're black, very little diversity, 45 minutes to Richmond, and I'm, I'm introduced to this melting pot that I didn't know existed. Black students, white students, African students, Indian students, right, Asian students. Um, it was amazing. I learned how to advocate for myself. Um, I learned about the LGBTQ community before there was an acronym for it, right? Um, it just opened up this whole new world to me. And it was only 45 minutes from my, my parents' farm. So I think also when people say, we talk about the value of a college education and there's people argue that well, I can go get a job anywhere and make more. Okay. But that experience that I that I received being on that campus, I have made lifelong friends. I, you know, became a Delta, a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated at Rue. <laughs> and and now should I tell them I get a little personal with you. So I happen to be a, a friend of mine, went to VCU, who's also a Delta. Uh, Tim, we actually interviewed them for our um, for our, for our book, and um, I saw a picture th uh, of you two together recently, and I was like, "Oh, let me let me find out Chantel's down there, you know, shaking it up like a young like 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 she's back in 1991." Really? Who was that? Lisa Hines, Lisa Hines Johnson. Lisa is my line sister. 
93 then. There you go. Lisa Hines Johnson. We interviewed her for our for our book, Small World. Y'all uh-huh. down there, black alumni of of, of um, reunion a couple weeks ago. Lisa posted pictures. I'm like, hey, yes. Oh my God. And we are going to uh we are celebrate because we celebrated 30 years this year. Correct. We're all getting together and I know I'm going off script here, but we're going all good. To, uh, we're going to Costa Rica to celebrate uh in June. With I want to, I want to come hang out with you. <laughs> as you should, as, <laughs> as you should celebrate. Nothing oh, like those yes. friendships and bonds. You, you yes. tell Lisa Shereen says well, I order a um a, a, a bread pudding from her husband every Thanksgiving. The mall's bread pudding is it correct? Not I worked, I worked with Samaya on her college process. Samaya called me literally two a month ago about wanting to work in our field. Oh my God, I love Samaya. So, oh, okay. so you tell when you get off of Lisa. Guess who I just talked to? She be like, "That's my peoples." Oh my god, I got my. I'm gonna text her as soon as we're done. There I you think. go. There you go. I might beat you to it, but anyway. <laughs> but I, Tim, you were asking questions about professional questions of VCU. No, I'm no, no, continue. No, no, no. I'm sorry. She, she, she was sharing that she became a member of DST at VCU. It opened up her <laughs> diversity, and then she's gonna continue on to how she became a uh you know a leader in the business community the global business community problem yes and let me um let me go back for just i just want to say this because um i didn't have a traditional like four-year experience i did not stay on campus i commuted every day i had a job um one semester i took off and went to community college to save some money so i could go back to vcu um So I just, I wanted to express the fact that not everybody's journey, right, is, is the same. Um, And you do what you, you know, you do what you have to do anyway. So graduated from VCU. um, One of the jobs that I had (laughs) was at the JCPenney telemarketing center. I literally worked and I, I took catalog orders from people over the phone. It was the worst job I have ever had in my life because you got people calling you, cursing you out because their jeans didn't arrive. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Anyway, I mentioned that job because the Washington Post was hiring for a telemarketing assistant in their sales division. And I got that job because I had a college degree from VCU and I had worked at this telemarketing center and that is why I think I got the interview. And I, I say I grew up at the Washington Post because I was there for almost 13 years in sales and marketing and different uh, different roles out of college. I say I grew up there. Wow. So, wow. yeah, so went from there to um, Marriott International marketing roles, left there, went to an association closer to home um, in Alexandria, Virginia, worked there for several years, um, worked my way up to when I left, I was senior vice president of um, global marketing and research. And we're in the middle of this pandemic mm. and where everybody is like, you know, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? You know what I mean? Like we were all sort of in that that sort of um, mindset and so I'm casually looking and I see this role and it's probably around midnight 
I see this, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I stay up late. I see this role. I read the, the job description. And most people like the worst part about job hunting is the cover letter. Like I hate writing a cover letter. I wrote that cover letter. It was the easiest thing I'd ever done. Because of what NACAC was about, like their mission, just everything. I just felt connected. And I had, I was like, oh my God, I, I would love to be in this type of role. Sent off my stuff. Um, didn't look back because I was casually looking. And then NACAC, NACAC called. And at that time, my daughter was, I want to say, she hadn't started going to school. We had just gone through that admissions process. Uh, okay. So, right. You didn't bring your NACAC lens to, to her process. It was totally separate. It was totally separate. Interesting. So by the time I started here, because she was, uh, she started in fall of 2020. And of course it was virtual because of the pandemic. I joined NACAC in February of 2021. Gotcha. But I, it was all fresh. Yeah. <laughs> So, so just, just very quickly, because we obviously we want to talk about, you know, your, your family's experience and how your daughter ended up at Spelman. But, you know, when I, when I look at your, you know, uh, resume and I see, you know, Johns Hopkins MBA, I see Darden, I see Wharton, you know, in my mind, you know, you, obviously you spend a lot of time in corporate life. Uh, there are a lot of benefits, you know, trade-offs in corporate life. You know, why would somebody with so much education in the business field want to work? at an educational entity? Purpose. Mm. purpose. Tim knows I like is, that is, word. Is, 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 it, is it passion or purpose? We, we, we have an argument on here on which one it is. Passion is- No, when, no, no. She said purpose first. We said purpose. Purpose, purpose, is, purpose wins, right? Passion is um, when we are, we are developing a new program that will support public school counselors and I am all in. It's like, there's that passion. Purpose is um, giving back to these people who, I'll, I'll tell you really quickly. Um, when we had the ad hoc committee, the public school counselor ad hoc committee a year and a half ago, I was one of the, the staff uh, liaisons. And my question, I was, I was asking them like, talk to me about your challenges. And you know, so they're sharing all their challenges. And I'm thinking, good God, like, you know, and then my, my question to them was like, so why do you, why, why do you do this? And they're like, because of the hugs that I get from students when they find out they've been accepted to college, because the, the, the happiness, um, these first generation students, the happiness that it brings the parents and the grandparents who did not have access, not that they didn't want to go to college, they did not have the access. The, and and I honestly was almost in tears. Like I had to, I had a lump in my throat I, by the time they were done telling me their why. And so for me, again, I then think back to my school counselor who was everything to everybody. And then I understood it wasn't personal that, that she and I didn't sit down and have these in-depth conversations. It's because she had you know, 200 students, 300 students. So purpose, it's, oh, and the college fairs. I love going to college fairs. I don't get to them as often as I would like, but that like looking at the students and 
the anxiety, the excitement before the, the ribbon is cut for them to walk through those doors and start visiting the different institutions that are exhibiting, the parents that are excited for them, their siblings that are with them, because that that matters, right? Um, it's that that's I look at them and I'm like, that's my why. That's why I love this job. It's that connection and and seeing students of color, especially um, students from rural areas like where I came from, low income. It's like access, access, access. I want to do whatever I can to connect the students with the schools. Um, because again, I don't believe that people just don't want to go to college. A lot of folks, especially folks of color, you don't have the access, you don't have the opportunity, you don't have the, the information. Interesting. Okay. And, right, so, so, and then part of our mission has been kind of closing the information gap. When we first started the book, we was, and I'm curious to know where your daughter went to high school and then landed at Spelman, but, you know, we wanted, Tim has been adamant, they wanted to close the information gap, making sure that there were more people who understood how much college admissions had changed in the past 20, 30 years, have, if they'd gone through it. But yes, we understand that the, the title of the book particularly draws in first-gen families, and I am a first-gen student. Um, hey, 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 real quick, Shereen, she said folks. I wanted to put folks in the title. Shereen wouldn't let it happen. I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely right, right. Again, he he pushed it too. I was like, don't do it. I, I was, I'll take my name off it. Forget it. I, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> what, 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 what high school did your daughter go to? And then just tell us a little bit about how she landed upon Spelman, but what you learned about, you know, other schools, but particularly Spelman HBCUs as you kind of went through the parental process. Yeah, so she went to public school all the way up to eighth grade. And then she went to uh, a PWI, predominantly white institution. She went to St. Stephen's and St. Agnes in Alexandria. Mm -hmm. She graduated from there. Um, she had a, you know, I acknowledge uh, our privilege because she had a dedicated college counselor, right? Um, and he was great. Uh, Dr. Uh, Michael Carter at St. Stephen's. And he, um, it's funny because she started off with, because she was a softball player at the time. And she started off with, well, I want to play for, I want to go to D, I want to go D1. I want to go D1. I want to play for Ohio State. I want to go to, you know, all of this and all of that, whatever. Um, I know for me, I thought, I said to myself, I vowed, I'm like, I am not paying for college because I've kind of done that with high school. <laughs> That's how Interesting. I felt. Right, I'm right. like, you're going to go where, where whoever, you know, gives you the money and just all of that, right? Um, we did our college visits. She went to, visited a couple of, um, uh, we want to call highly selective schools. I got, I, 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 vowed to just keep my mouth shut and just let her, I didn't ask her any questions or anything like that. Um, I could tell from the body language, a lot of those schools, she's like, yeah, I've seen like, this is, you know, small liberal arts schools where they, they make you feel seen. Um, I, I noticed like, that's where she was interested. Spelman may have been our last school we visited. I can't remember, but even myself personally, I've obviously been to Howard University here in DC. Mm -hmm. um, I'd never stepped foot on, I'd never gone to Spelman or any other HBCU. Interesting. 
I had not. And so when we went to Spelman, I, I remember from the time we got out of the car, the smiles from, I don't know who, you know, whether it's faculty, parents, I don't know. You just felt, you felt seen, you felt welcome. You felt, you felt like you were at home. Um, and I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything to her at all, but I thought to myself, wow, I hope she wants to go here as a parent. Um, and then she got in the car, you know, and she said, mommy, I want to go to spell. Had, had she already applied or had not applied yet? Had she applied? I think she may have already applied. Oh, and then been accepted, obviously. No. Okay, not been accepted. Okay, gotcha. Um, gotcha, gotcha. And maybe she hadn't been applied, hadn't applied yet. I cannot remember. Well, and, um, and one of the things that we find interesting, and I'm glad that you had a great experience with Dr. Carter, I believe that's your name. My, my children go to the Bullet School, and then my son went okay. to Georgetown Prep for a while. So I'm familiar with the with the area schools. All that said, is that um, we, Tim, I think you'll co-sign on this. You know, we are doing our best, our due diligence to help uh, counselors, school counselors at independent schools, uh, be more aware of HBCUs. Um, you know, I think that there's a different dynamic that goes into counseling Black families, hence the book, you know, in the in the process. Yeah. And sometimes um, independent, you know, count, independent school counselors have said, you know, they're a little skittish to even recommend HBCUs to Black families because they don't know what that implies. And they've had, you know, mixed responses when they've had. Um, so, again, Spelman, Howard, Morehouse, I don't think anybody should be, oh, you know, aghast. But, you know, it, it's a fine line. And and I'm I'm glad that your family was receptive to either the suggestion or you put it on the list yourself. But did she apply to any other HBCUs or was it just Spelman? I want to say she, yes, she definitely did. She applied to at least three three. Okay. HBCUs. Yeah. Okay, interesting. She um, I think for her it was I can be myself. I don't have to explain my hair. I don't. I don't. And I'm not putting down any other schools, but mm. I'm. I don't have to explain me <laughs> because, because I'm looking around and I see me, although we're all different, right? Um, we're all different, but I, I can just be myself. I can, you know, do what I need to do with my hair, put on my hoodie and I can go to class. <laughs> I can, it's just, and, and the sisterhood, um, and all that she's been able to take advantage of. So here's the thing. You go to a college, you're not, it's not automatic that you are going to uh, do this and do this. And do. It takes work. You know, it takes work. But the opportunities are there. The resources are there. Um, and I will say, like, she she is, again, I, I, I acknowledge the, the, my family's privilege in that she has, she can sit at the table with anybody and she will be fine. She has had the best of, of different experiences, different worlds, public school, PWI, and now she's at a, an HBCU. Um, she can, she can, again, she can be in a room with, with anyone. And I recognize the fact that she's, you know, friends of hers who went to public school they didn't necessarily, like I know one of the things that I loved about St. Stephen's and St. Agnes 
is you are taught to advocate for yourself. They really don't wanna hear from the parents, they wanna hear from the students. And so I noticed then she wanted to take on more and more leadership roles and things like that, which then bled into Spelman. Um, so it's, I don't know, it was just a really great, a great experience for us. So just, you know, and I just ask this because we've had a lot of these conversations about parents who come from privilege and, and, and go to, you know, independent schools that have, you know, great physical plants. And, you know, the idea of going to an HBCU is looked at as a step down. Um, were there any conversations as y'all were making the decisions as far as will re she receive the level, level of education that she might at some other type of institutions that may not be an HBCU, maybe more selective, maybe be on the, you know, higher up on the U.S. News and World Report, or there was ever conversations where it was always, this is where she's going to be because this is what she wants. Um, No, we didn't have those con conversations necessarily. I just knew, I, I know my kid, and I knew that whatever it was she wanted to get out of that experience, she would get it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like um, the focus often is on the highly selective schools, which yes, Morehouse and Spelman and 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 Howard are are kind of up there as well. But um, I also know that her experience is her experience. I don't care where she goes to school. Um, it didn't hurt either that that Spelman is is ranked you know, the number one HBCU, but I, I just, I, I, I didn't view it as a step down. You know how I viewed it, honestly, as a, as a parent, she deserves this. Mm. She deserves this, um, this experience. And I had no doubt that this was going to be a great experience for her. It personally, going to an HBCU is not a, is not a step down at all. Um, I, I ate my words. Remember I said earlier that I vowed I would not be paying for college because I essentially am paying for college through high school. Well, I'm paying for college. <laughs> I'm paying hmm. for college. And I, I don't regret any of it because, wow, what an experience she is having. And she and just she, this experience. And she just finished her first year? No, she is a rising senior. Oh, man. Oh, she's, she's almost done. Yeah, she is done. She yeah. is done. But no, that that's that's wonderful. Just this uh, past weekend, I was able to celebrate my uh, 25th uh, class reunion with Morehouse and Spellman, and we did a lot of things together. So just the, the friendships and the bond is something that is always front and center. And, you know, while we obviously, you know, throughout, you know, these book talks, it's like we want people to be thoughtful about this process, go to where their students can thrive no matter be a PWI or HBCU. Uh, just unfortunately, a lot of HBCUs get over, overlooked um, for any number of reasons. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that she had a great experience, that you all kept an open mind. And, you know, I can't uh, wait to, you know, be in Atlanta next year and, and celebrate with you all yeah. for this, for this uh, great occasion. Yes, very exciting. Well, very again, Chantal, I think, again, we... You come from a wealth of knowledge. Thank you for sharing your your experience as a student and as a parent. You know, we always want to be respectful of your time, but also want to get your perspective on a very important question. 
which is, are there schools, we assume that the majority of our Black audience, our audience is Black families, given the book. Uh, but thankfully, there are a, a lot of school counselors uh, who are allies and educators who are non-Black who are listening. So are there schools that you recommend for Black families to consider that are a little bit off the beaten path that are, you know, not necessarily talked about as much as Spelman, Morehouse, uh, or Howard, you know, or Harvard, Princeton, Yale, VCU. Are there schools that you wish more people knew about um, that you think are, are really great, you know, diamonds in the rough, real gems? Well, I, I don't have any schools that I would recommend um, because I haven't been to these schools. I don't have an experience with these schools. But what I will say is I think it's important for students to and, and parents, because thanks to, to social media, unfortunately, we look for validation. And we think we can get that validation if, you're, if your student goes to a highly selective school. And I am not putting down highly selective schools. I did not realize just how many schools there were until I started working at NACAC and great schools, small liberal arts schools and other HBCUs and things like that. I think it's asking your student if, there's a, if these are parents listening is what are what are their goals? Mm -hmm. Like I just I don't know just starting at the like from the beginning at the bare minute like what are your students' goals? Like what are their interests? And looking at and being open to schools that you have never heard of, schools that might be in areas of the country that you've never visited or, or whatever. Um, I just say go where. Like if you're rejected from a school, it doesn't, it means the school wasn't for you. Uh -huh. No different than you and I, we apply for a job and we're like devastated if we don't get the job, but then something better comes along and we're like, thank God I didn't get that job because then I would uh -huh. where I'm sitting. Um, but this, I don't know, I, going where you are celebrated and not tolerated, I cannot, I, I just, <laughs> Seriously, go where you are. No, we, we've been using that for a while now. We've yeah. been using that for a while. And that is that is just so true. Um, just keep an open mind about the process and about where you end up. And if it's not an Ivy League or, again, highly selective, because at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's your experience as a student. You make that experience. Um, there's no perfect fit for anybody. I hope that helps. Man, it helps a lot. No, I, th I think it's important that we continue to reiterate, you know, we are at a time, always been in a time in this country where, where Black people need to prioritize mental wellness, emotional safety, physical safety. Yes. And, you know, someone who went to a predominantly white institution at no times did I not feel safe. But again, everybody's different. Everybody's and, different. And, and, and I'm glad, you know, I did not, had not previously heard of the Go where you celebrated, I tolerated previous to working on the book with Tim, but I like it. And and and, and I, I don't like the word tolerated. In my experience, I wasn't tolerated, but I'm sure there are plenty of schools in which, you know, Black people are not as welcomed as they were at Wesleyan University. So, no, that that's important. Um, but this is great, Chantel. Again, we, you know, have people in common. We have uh, uh, obviously a network in common, obviously NACAC and Again, we really appreciate your perspective as a parent, right? Like, like you went through this, you know that people can survive this. 
uh, and their kids land on their feet like they're supposed to. But I'm we're I'm really excited to hear that you're enjoying your NACAC experience, working with the association, uh, because again, we need people like you who are enthusiastic and purposeful, who yeah. feel like it is the, who are driven by their purpose to 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 be a part of this thing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for for doing all that you do. Thank and you. Chantel, what's what's your daughter's name? Indy Clayton. All right. So so I don't know if Indy's gonna let you do this, but you know, it's her senior year. She should invite mom down to homecoming. You make it down to homecoming. We got a spot for you. We so. got a spot for you. I, they, I, I'm an honorary, you know, homecoming, homecoming goer now. And believe me, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a good time. That would be amazing. But I but I assume we'll see you in Vegas. We'll see you in Baltimore pr prior to that. Absolutely. I will definitely see you in Vegas and I will see you in Baltimore. I can't wait. For those who are listening, Vegas means that we have a conference out there in July called Guiding the Way to Inclusion. It's not we're just <laughs> yeah. all going to meet up in Vegas and pop bottles. We go to professional conference and then we'll go to Baltimore for a similar professional cop a few months later. So yeah. no and, and at the um at GWI, uh, Dr. Oh my goodness, Dr. Kevin James. Mm. And I think the 19th president at Morris Brown College, he is going to be speaking at GWI um, this summer. So I'm really excited about that and excited to meet him. So yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have a good and good time. And we, we've you know, we're we had a session approved. We have our flight. So we're looking forward to it. Excellent. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Chantel. And congrats on the book and your success. Like, well-deserved. Thank, Thank you. For you. Thank you. We, we appreciate the support. Angel's been great. You know, from the very beginning, Tim gave him an early edition of our book. And I've, I've known Angel for 20 years in different capacities. But bottom line is that we are appreciative of you guys being in the roles that you are, supporting our books the way you do. And, and again, we uh, we look forward to continuing a, a partnership to elevate the information or close the information gap, I should say. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right. hey, thank you, so, uh, Thank everybody for listening. Um, please continue to share, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. And if you don't have the book, The Black Family's Guide to College Admission, <laughs> a conversation about education, parenting, and race, uh, you're a little behind. So, hey, y'all take care, stay safe, and we'll see you in a bit. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.